Welcome to the Black Side Business Podcast, the only podcast dedicated specifically to helping black professionals start and grow a business while still working a full-time job. Tune in regularly for tools, tips, information, and motivation. Learn to overcome startup fear and eliminate confusion on where to begin and what to do. Increase your household income, make your own money your way on your own time, and benefit your family and community. Here is your host and nationally recognized speaker and writer on entrepreneurship-based economic development, Dell Gines. What's up? It's Dell. Are you ready for part two of the awesome interview with Miss Stacy Flowers, international speaker and author? The second half is even more powerful than the first, which got tremendous reviews. In this part, she talks about how she went from living in a very nice house in Chicago to actually couch surfing while she went to pursue her dreams, and she took the tremendous risk to be able to do so. She she gives us some um, some very powerful. Um, tips on what it takes to become a successful entrepreneur, how you need to think, what you need to do, the way that you need to act. I want you to pay attention to this one because there's a reason that I interview for her for an hour versus others for 20 and 30 minutes because this is real. Now, I also want to talk to you about something that Stacy is putting on, which is the first ever happy conference. And she asked the question, if you're fed up with not having enough time or freedom or money, and you know you're ready to do exactly what it takes to execute and live the life you envision, then you got to be at the happy conference that she's hosting in Chicago, Illinois, from October 7th to the 9th, 2016. To check out the conference details, go to thehappyconference.co. Thehappyconference, period, C-O. Check it out. All the information is there. you got to go check out this conference if that's something that you want to learn and know from Miss Stacy. So without further ado, let's get on to the interview. You're going to enjoy it, and I'm going to come back on the back end and remind you of the conference again. So let's go. Like This is your show, so you need things to whatever whatever your carrot is, you got to figure out what your carrot is. Whatever your stick is, you got to figure out what your stick is because you'll need both of these forces to keep you along this path because it's hard, you know. So, you know, so I was saying, you know, I'm going from this brownstone, beautiful life, Chicago city living to couch surfing. I start burning my ships. The burning the ship starts with the professing. I'm a speaker and I'm telling people. So in me telling people, I'm getting immediate feedback from them. Mm. No, you just graduated with your master's from Loyola University, Chicago and Human Resources. You just had an HR consulting company. That's who you are. Now, that was hard mm. because the world right. has a picture of who you are. And when you are an entrepreneur and you are trying to build something from scratch, let me tell you, the world is not interested in you changing their image of who you are. So what I didn't know was going to happen in me burning these ships is that just like I'm assuming the warriors probably mumbled and grumbled to the, the person who was telling them to do it, my whole world was like, no, you have a master's in human resources. You are an HR consultant. I've seen your checks. You make too much money to, what, now you're going to speak? What, is that what you're going to do? You're going to speak for a living? They, I mean, What'd you do? I said, yes, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to speak and, for a and, living. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to, one of my all-time favorite um, business people, his name is Eben Pagan. Mm-hmm. I like him. And um, he started his company basically with the dating, mm-hmm. you know, as David D'Angelo. But one of the things that he said, which is kind of what you're saying, is that in any exchange, the person who has the most powerful view of their own reality is the one that's going to win. Yeah. And so, and you're exactly right. When you get into these circumstances to where you're trying to do something different than what 
people perceive you should or can do, mm -hmm. they're going to try to impose their view of reality on you. Right. But what you are telling the listeners is that you had put things in your life and in your mind and burned your, your ships to the degree in which your view of reality was going to overcome anybody, others, yep. anybody else's view. Mm -hmm. of reality and of you but that's how you have to do it because otherwise it's not entrepreneurship mm -hmm. like otherwise you're doing something right. else because and that's a life lesson and right because and and we'll we'll get to what you talk about mm -hmm. but i mean hearing you ha having talked to you and hearing you speak you were saying that exact same thing to other people right Right, because that's the way that you live the life that you want to live. Like, I didn't, I still, at this point, now mind you, at this point, I still don't have everything figured mm -hmm. out. I'm just committed to what it is that I said that I wanted. This commitment is rooted in a very just common monetary goal, but I'm committed to it nonetheless. And, I mean, it's, it. this is the way that life works. I tell people that a lot. I'm like, this is the way that life works. I know we're not taught this in school, mm -hmm. but I'm telling you that this is the way that life works, you know? Not because I know everything, but because I do know some things and I'm living my life very well. And so I would like to help you to be able to live your definition of a well life as well. So so, so let, let's let, let's move to this next segment now. Mm -hmm. So you burn, you burn your bridges, mm -hmm. you say... Not my yeah. bridges. Don't burn your bridges. Uh, not, not I burn my bridges. ships. You, you need your bridges. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah okay, I burn my ships. Don't, don't burn your bridges. Burn yeah. your ships. Okay, so you burned your you burned your ships now, mm -hmm. and so you're you're committed to this path. Mm -hmm. Take me from there to now in terms of of going from really speaking for twenty five dollars with no right. clear message, no clear plan, to now being well. I, you are always awesome. So I, that's your, that's your morning yeah. rose, um, <laughs> but you are always awesome. But from from going from point A to where your level of awesomeness mm -hmm. is now in the marketplace, mm -hmm. and I would say what an easy way to define that is going from that place to clarity, because that's where I'm at right now. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm very clear, and because of that clarity, I'm attracted to so many people, and so many people are attracted to me, and it just makes doing business really easy. So. So from the point of burning ships and I'm committed to what it is that I'm doing, you have this whole other space that happens after commitment. Now, after commitment comes the test of the commitment, right? And the test of the <laughs> commitment is where you literally develop the pieces. So when I first started speaking, I didn't know what my message was. Now, my story was that I was a mom starting at 17 years old and I managed to be the first person in my family to graduate high school then go on to college, get my master's degree, and write my first book before I was 26 years old and start my first company. That was my story. So because that's the, and obviously when I'm on the stage, I tell it way more exciting than that. But uh, <laughs> my story was that. So I tried to build a business around my story because that was kind of what I picked up just from the studying that I was doing. And in me trying to de develop a business around my story, um, it was a, there was a disconnect between me actually being of service because like, for example, when I was a teen mom, I wasn't really a typical teen mom. I didn't, it was not a glorified experience for me. Mm -hmm. It was horrible. So I, not like on MTV, right? Yeah, no, not in any way, shape or form. <laughs> like there was, I mean, it was not a glorified experience. So what happened is, is this was my story. So then 
people tried to put me out to be this like at risk youth speaker and this like yeah, yeah for yeah. the teen moms and I was like no no I'm That's not for not the I teen am. moms I'm for family and it just so happens that you know so there was this piece of me making a mistake which is important because it happens there mm. was a piece of me making a mistake and picking a message around my story or, or, or making my story my message does that make sense yes it does there was that that was my first mistake my first mistake was making my story my message and so what this mistake is called is I was too much I was too in my business I was if I were to die that would be the end of my business and that's too you're too I was too involved and, and, in and it. from another standpoint too from the marketing and branding is you once you begin to find become defined by a particular message then that is most likely the people who are going to seek you out to right. tell that message. Right. And so you And I didn't want to be there well, forever. If you remember, and this goes back to black history, mm-hmm. Malcolm X when he converted to from the Nation of Islam to traditional Islam and came back from Mecca and said, Hey, all people can be uh Muslims, not just black people and he started talking about a more um unified campaign and he said something exactly what you're talking about. He said they will not let me turn the corner they want him to be the radical i'm going to kill him malcolm x if necessary to the other one and that's this is a great branding lesson for folks when they start out Mm -hmm. to really be conscious about that message that they're putting out there what are they about and what they want to achieve and so let's let tell us a little bit more about that shift right so that so i'm 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 moving swiftly in this space and I'm making this mistake right Mm -hmm. but I can feel it I can feel that Mm. this is not correct I can feel that yes it's powerful yes I'm touching people yes my fees are going up you know but and and this is the thing the so I I burn the ships I I said this is my story this is my message this is how I'm gonna go out and I also kind of just I started to build something around like my last name is flowers so I started to build something around the idea of flowers and there's a growth and there's a process etc so in this space I go from the $25 to my highest paid speaking engagement which was $3,500 for 45 minutes and I was like oh wow right but I'm still in a mistake. I in hindsight I can look back on it and say this is a mistake in terms of selection and so I'm doing that and I'm like okay I was paid $3,500 and this is what was beautiful. I could not repeat that. Mm. I could repeat the $25 sessions, $100 sessions, $1,000 sessions, but I couldn't repeat the $3,500 sessions, that session. And because I couldn't repeat a session at that price point with this particular message and Uh. brand, I said, there is an error here. And so what I decided to do was just fail fast. And I was like, look, I made a mistake. This is not what I talk about. And I just did the same thing. I said, hey, I don't talk about that. I talk about this. And but before I made the choice of what I talked about, you know, I'm a very spiritual person. So I prayed, I meditated, I said, you know, what what is the essence of what I want people to know? Why does talking about this particular issue trouble me so much? What is that? Mm. And what came out of me was happiness. And I think the first person I shared it with was my web developer at the time. And he was like, what are you doing? Like you were branded as an at risk youth speaker. And I mean, my skills were totally being wasted on me being an at-risk youth speaker because I have my master's degree in human resources and I spent two and a half years training the CEOs of the major Fortune 500 companies around the country. I've built a 12-month leadership training program for international discount grocery brands, but I'm spending my days and nights developing curriculum and program for at-risk youth. That is a waste of my particular talents 
and skills. And I am doing that audience a disservice and my true audience a disservice, right? So, and and, and part of it is because, um, and and it, because I don't think you're saying that speaking to at-risk youth is a problem. No. But it was a problem for you in the context of your business and what your general exactly. skill sets, potential, and opportunities were. Exactly, exactly. And we'll talk about that because I think a lot of entrepreneurs make the mistake of thinking that the people that they want to be of service to are the people who will buy their services. And sometimes those, those and, are different. And, you know, this, this is a totally different... I'm not gonna go there because if I go there, that's a, that, that's for the the new next website that I'm gonna create. But um, I just I love that story because what it's what what you're essentially saying is that if we take that model of figuring it out, it's it's more it's figuring it out at a bunch of different levels. And right. so when you you recognize that and you stopped and reflected, mm-hmm. you know you could have said, hey, there's money in this market and I'm good with it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, maybe it's not, there's a lot of other things I can do, but I'm good with this market, so let's keep that up, which a lot of people do. But, but you, you burn out if you're not in something that resonates you with you. Then you step back and you, you, you have the foresight, which entrepreneurs need to have, to critically reflect mm-hmm. on the fact that, hey, this, there's a broader market, I have broader talents, there's other things that I can do. Right. And then being able to take your learning lessons from mm-hmm. the old right. model introduced them into the new model, and now you're happy. So let's talk about happiness. Right, so now I move into happiness. So the way that you overcome any mistake that you're going to make on this journey, and you will make mistakes, you will make several, there are many other ones that I made in here, is you fail fast. You just fail. Mm. You just let it be, and then you get back up. That's it. And you fail fast forward. Yes. Uh, The the problem with a lot of people is is when they fail, they're they're failing without the pursuit of the vision mm-hmm. in mind. And so it becomes a setback that is more psychological right. and permanent mm-hmm. than a step forward. Right. And as, I, as odd as we may say it, in many instances, if you really have, like, you, you're mentioning your strong, compelling vision, you put the mentality and the things around you. So when you're failing, failing for you is actually a step forward because exactly. it's, it's making you more efficient and effective. Right. Other people who, who, who don't have that same mm-hmm. structure, when they fail, it's a purposeless failure. Mm-hmm. And many times they're doomed to repeat the same mistake again. Nope. Learn what you got to learn in that so particular fail fast. mistake. Fail fast. And something that another well, mind you, trick that I did. Oh. Before you get to the mind trick, how long were you on the at-risk youth speaking? Um... Two years. So it was a two-year two process of building, cultivating and, and, an identity and yes, brand? Yes, and it was like taking in copious amounts of information mm. about this particular market and target. I mean, this, this this particular market and figuring out how to speak to them and wow. designing a website that would suit them. And, I mean, I just dove into it. Like, you know, I don't do anything at 90%. Everything's 110. So I totally dove into it. And actually, my first book is about this particular market is pregnant with purpose success strategies for teen parents and it's Mm -hmm. like i'm still proud of that book and that book serves so many people and i'm honored that now that i'm moving into what i'm speaking at now which is happiness so many people can look back to this book and use it there was this woman she wrote me she's just like you know i'm 37 and i read your book and honestly it's really not a book for teen parents it's really a book to help any person who wants a shortcut to being able to achieve the success that they deserve and desire Mm. and i'm so happy that she said that because I wanted the book to be more than just for one particular audience, but because I was truly building a brand 
around that, I committed and I, you know, dedicated my first book to serve this audience. And the beautiful thing about that is that that book is done and it will always and continue right. to serve that audience. You know, 50% of my proceeds mm. goes to my scholarship fund that I give to young parents who decide to go to college. Like, I'm that book has turned into because they, they were a blessing to me because they taught me all of those things that I needed to learn. So I'm never going to abandon that audience. It gave me a story to be able to tell. It gave me, you know, get up and go vision, all these different things. I'm never going to abandon that audience. Audience, but because I'm in the right business, I get to serve them in a much better way. I get to yeah, work with them and deliver for them what they actually need. And I'm, I'm going to tell you how powerful that particular piece of advice connected to what you talked about about failing forward is. Is because if you're you're moving and you're pushing towards your vision and you create you have an error, nine times out of ten that error still has value. Right. So you're, you're, because basically what you said is that you spent two years making kind of this strategic error in branding, mm -hmm. but during that time you learned a whole lot of things. You produced right. some powerful materials that still had benefit right. and you can still utilize. Mm -hmm. So if that's a failure, mm -hmm. then that's one of the best <laughs> failures you could possibly have because... But you got to think about like it's, right. it's how you organize it in your mind. Because everywhere I go, I get to say that I'm an author. Mm -hmm. That is true. And because I'm an author, I get paid a premium. And be, like even if it's not related to what they're working with. And it's, so it's like in this particular failure, because I chose to dig for the lessons, I'm not doing something for two years and it was completely wrong. No. You know, I'm going to dig through this. I'm going to sift through this and figure out. What is the value? Why this first? How can this serve me over here? What can this produce for me later? You know, and as an entrepreneur, you if, if you could wrap your mind around the idea that it is going to be a journey. And here's something that, that else that's so so deep about this mm -hmm. is that when you talk about class, quote unquote, failure to many people, your failure is a success. Mm -hmm. And That's because they but, go through it, though. But, <laughs> but, but, but I mean, from the sense that you produced a book. If I went out to the average person and said, hey, if you wrote a book, would you think that would be a success? And they would say, yeah. You sp built a brand in two years. Would you think that would be a success? They would say, yeah. But this is, a, this is a point about entrepreneurship. And going back to what we talked about, being able to define yourself, it wasn't a success for you. Right. And that's what people have to understand is that a success has to be self-defined right. and, and, and related to your vision, which right. is everything that's coming back to what I hear you saying. Mm -hmm. is So if you didn't have your original vision, mm -hmm. you could have said, I'm good with this. Yeah. But, but you but had you, something greater in mind. Exactly, exactly. And for me, just as a quick point, success for me, the a, a component of it is sustainability. If mm. I cannot sustain it, good it point. is not it's not success. It's it's awesome. It's amazing, but it's not success. And that's why I said, you know, I made up to $3,500 for a session, but I couldn't repeat it. Mm. And I said, if I cannot repeat this, this is not, this is, this is an outlier to this experience. And the thing of it is, is that even though I made $3,500 under this brand, I was not talking about what this brand was selling. So it was the most I ever made, not talking about what I was selling. And, you know, so there was there was a lot of other context clues around it. And I understand how people can hear it and say, oh, you know, that wasn't that wasn't a failure. But it's just like 
I'm not the only person experiencing this. Mind you, I'm telling my world that this is what I do. You know, now I talk about happiness and I love it. You know, my best friend, she was just like, I'm so happy you figured out what you do because it was really hard telling my friends that I didn't know what you did. (laughs) She was like, I could not tell anybody what you did because it just didn't make any sense. But talk about happiness because, you know, to to Uh me, let's say I I have had the privilege of talking to you about it. But let's Mm -hmm. say I don't. And I'm like, man, who is this wild girl? Yeah. Trying to tell me how to be happy. What does right. it mean to be happy? Let's all go around smiling and get us a big right. smiley face shirt and, and text it in our emoticons. Right. Well, how did you? How did you? How did you come up with that that mm-hmm. idea? And particularly, I know they're going to find it interesting how you've evolved that message to make it more effective over time. Right. Um, well, I came to it because I started to the benefit of me going through my story is that I told my story a ton and I said, you know. What is the common thread? What am I really, what is the end game? What do I really want people to be able to do? Regardless if they're hearing me from the stage, if they're reading my book, if they're talking to me one-on-one, if you're becoming my friend, what do I really, 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 really want? And I just was like, you know, I just really want people to be happy. And I I remember saying it out loud and I like shed a tear. I was just like, it's so stupid, you know. But I'm like, I just just want people to be happy. Like, that's what it's about. Like, everybody's like, Stacey, why do you keep fighting? Why do you keep trying? Why? And I'm like, I just want to be happy. Like, that is my end game. Like, I personally want to experience joy. I have fleeting moments of it but again I couldn't figure out how to sustain it and I'm like I want that for myself but I also want that for other people because we are miserable and I don't think we understand that there's a whole entire different way that we could be living and we don't have to actually live like this so that was kind of like the beginning of it um and then as I'm praying meditating you know really reflecting on it God is just like you know look through your life like that has been what's motivated you that has been what's inspired you that has been what's kept you like this is a happiness is a real thing and this is what I want for my people and I'm just like well I mean you can't sell happiness and then the next thought that came to me after I said that is I said you can't sell happiness then the next thought came to me is that there is a man or a person who decided to bottle and sell water (laughs) if he can bottle and sell water surely I can bottle and sell happiness which don't forget Somebody sold rocks as pet rocks. Right. You know, so I'm so so because at first I'm like, it's it's too grandiose to say that I can teach someone. And I didn't even say that at that time. I just said it's too grandiose to say that I could sell happiness. It's mm-hmm. too grandiose. But then I was like, no, if he can bottle and sell water, I can bottle package and sell happiness. So then I made again, it's the same thing. I made a commitment. I am going to sell happiness because that was the end game for me personally, but that's the end game in everything that I'm doing. The reason why I excel so much as an employee is because my focus wholeheartedly when I was working in HR was to get you to be better at your job so that you would enjoy it and have some happiness when you go home to your family. My sole purpose when I was like in school and I'm learning and I'm sitting in class and I'm absorbing everything that the teacher is saying, I'm just like, well, I just really want you to be happy. You went to school for all these years and I just want to show you that you're really teaching me, you know? So it truly was like this theme that was throughout my life so then make the commitment I'm selling happiness so then I'm like how in the world am I going to sell happiness to people so first I'm just like well you got to break it down you have to define it you have to define what it's going to mean to different people the experience that I had with building the brand around at-risk youth I was like okay who's going to be my audience what particular group of people am I going to reach out to and why and why would they buy my product so I started to ask myself all of these different questions and in me asking myself those questions I was really able to define what it meant and then I was like oh 
You mm. have to define it because everybody has a definition of right. happiness. So you have to define, in particular, what type of happiness that you're selling. Because like you said at the beginning, is it smiley faces? Is it the mm-hmm. emojicons? And what most people make the mistake of believing is that selling happiness is all unicorns and smiley faces. And I'm like, no, I'm not happy because I've never gone through anything. I am happy because I made it through. And that is what I'm teaching. I am teaching stick to get through, persevere, finish what you start, begin again. I'm teaching you to get back up and go take back your life and take it back in the way that you define it. So for me, happiness is when what you think, what you say, and what you do are in harmony. That is when we experience the most joy. There is nothing worse than saying, you know, I want to be this, I want to be this, I want to be this, but you're sitting in poverty and you're doing things mm-hmm. like a poor person there's nothing worse than saying you know i my community uh i had interviewed paul care brunson and his my favorite line in the whole interview is he was just like black love got a bad brand and i wanted to be able to change that brand i was like what? that is amazing you know and so what he was saying is i want to change the brand of black love So then what he started to do was change the brand of black love. And in him doing that, he built a business. And that made him and his family and the audience that he wanted to serve happy. So that's what I do. I help you to align these three things. What you say, what you're thinking, and what you're doing. I'm helping you at the individual level line that up so that every day, is joyous every day is just as exciting as the one before it doesn't mean that you're not going to struggle doesn't mean that you're not going to go through stuff but it means that every day you are waking up with a sense of power personal power and wherewithal to be able to get out of the day which you want to be able to get out of the day so i define what it is so then i'm like okay how do i package this for these different markets What markets am I speaking to? Well, I wanted to go back to start talking back to the corporate market because I love the corporate market. I love helping people be able to do their job well. I love commerce. I love just the intersection of people and business. You know, I got my master's in human resources because it's the human side of business. So how do I create a happiness message for them? Well, I thinking about it, I said, well, what happens to employees when they're happy? They are they perform better. Mm -hmm. They produce better work. They show up on time. They create a culture and a climate where politics are reduced. What are the number one complaints that all companies have? Too much politics. You know, the people are, they're disgruntled. They're they're grievances. They're burnout. They're stressed. Like, all these different things. So I was like, I will bring happiness to the corporate culture by reintroducing them to the idea that they can build a culture that's focused on immersing their people in positivity and highlighting individual and personal talent and maxing out on those and putting people in appropriate roles so that their company can flow and work better. Then boom, that came to me. I was like, the college market, why do people go to school? People go to school so that they can get an education, so that they can go back out and produce in the world. Well, when you're going to college, what you need to start with with yourself is you need to start with, you need to, you need to be able to start with making a decision about your life. Too often we get into college and because it's also a land where we get to explore, we don't make any real decisions. And then we get out and we're like, I have $200,000 in loans and I only make $20,000. So I go into the college market and I'm like, look, you need to make decisions. Let me reteach you how to make decisions because the end game of you making right decisions is happiness. Then I'm like, okay, I want to serve the community. How do I serve the community? I said, well, the issues that show up in the community are merely, in my opinion, symptoms of a deeper greater root so for the community when i talk to community leaders when i talk to community organizations i always take them to the point of starting at the truth 
I will reintroduce you to the idea of exploring the truth so that you can make decisions, so that you can develop a vision, so that you can actually impact and affect this community. And that will bring happiness to you and to your community. And, and I think it's important to, you know, for the listeners to understand that the, you, you, you're going through certain techniques of branding. Mm -hmm. And see, a lot of problems that a lot of business owners think they need is, is that they need, let me back up because I'm saying that wrong. I've asked many business owners what their market is or potential or startups and they say everybody no. and that's the worst possible thing you can worst. do and in fact what I'm hearing you say and what I want the listeners to get from that particular point and exercise that you had to go through mm -hmm. is you first identify what is the message and what, what does it message? mean yeah and then how does it apply to these potential markets mm -hmm. to get into there because if you would have just said well I'm a great speaker and I want to go talk corporate and I want to go talk to um, college and I want to go talk to community, you have no entry, entry. point or right. connection right. or thing to sell right? because your personality is just not good enough. And so right. the brand identity mm -hmm. is something that you created around the idea mm -hmm. of happiness, defining happiness, and then telling people, look, if this is something you value, right. I can help you get, get there. there. Right. And that is such a huge lesson mm -hmm. for um entrepreneurs because at the end of the day it's about adding value right. to the audience and right. you found a way to to shift your business mm -hmm. model and then take that to that market and add value mm -hmm. through what you wanted to do which right. is talk about happiness. happiness so let's we've been going for a long time mm -hmm. um and and we may have to do a part two somewhere in the future because i just don't think we're I, I I need to to get more from you, okay? Because <laughs> um, you got a lot more to give. Mm -hmm. But for for brevity's sake, let's get into where you're at now. Right. And and I got three questions left. Mm -hmm. One is where you're at now. How are you finding your message and your market? The next question is what were your biggest fears? And then the last question that I'm gonna have you leave uh, for this interview is to give them that one most powerful recommendation that you can give them from your experience that will help them become either start or be, become a better entrepreneur. Okay. And so let's start with the first one. Um, so where I'm at right now, I am in growth. So just yesterday, I literally booked four speaking engagements mm. from marketing that I probably had done maybe two or three months ago. Because yesterday, I was not marketing, I wasn't calling, I wasn't doing any of that work. But four different different you know either in corporate community um or college markets reached out to me said you would be perfect can you come in and speak mm. to our group so right now i am in the stage of growth and so what that translates to the public view is expansion so now everywhere you look around it looks like people are selling happiness and somebody asked me a question they were just like oh you know how do you feel about all these people selling happiness and i'm just like you know i'm excited i'm, I'm excited that happiness is trending right now it's really helping right. us to identify that you know, there's something going on culturally, and I'm happy to be one of the messengers that are involved in that. And they're like, oh, what about the competition? I was like, there is no competition. I cannot be the messenger for everyone. So one yogi doesn't get mad at another yogi for opening up a shop. We right. practice differently. And my particular practice, if it resonates for you, you will want me to provide a service for you. And if it doesn't, I'm encouraging you to go. And, and from a brand, just a straight-up branding standpoint, mm -hmm. What it's doing is actually expanding the scope of your potential market exactly. by having other people come into the market. Exactly. Because it's it's becoming a 
if it really is emerging as you suggest that it is and more people are getting into the market, that means that there's a huge market, which means that you have they, right. what some people consider competition is a buying signal from the marketplace that there's a huge demand for this. Exactly. And you are one of the and first am, people. Yes, I'm definitely riding that wave. I love when uh, Pharrell came out with his song, Happy. Mm. I mean, my inbox was lit up. Everybody was like, oh my God, I saw this song and I thought of you. Mm -hmm. And I said, and it's funny because my, and that's my the goal, power of a brand. It is. My goal shifted. I said, when when people hear Stacey Flowers, I want them to think happiness. Mm -hmm. Like, literally. I just went, when you say it, I want you to literally say Stacey Flowers with a smile on your face. But that's strategic branding to put things in place. So I'm synonymous with that. And when his song came out and all the, I mean, I would say maybe I had like 50, 60 people just inbox me the song, send me a link to the song and tell me that they thought of me. And I was just like, this is excellent because I want I want the brand of the company mm -hmm. to be associated with and that, that show, since I'm the face. I love that because that know? shows that you, you're doing it right. Yeah. I mean, I mean if, but if, it's a business. Mm -hmm. That's why. Exactly. Like I treat it as a business and not as this like Because you, you've you know? connected with people on something that that now they know is your thing and mm -hmm. and that's that the beauty of what you you're saying is that when you decided to shift mm -hmm. you went from being the teen mom um talker to disadvantaged youth to now being able to create a brand identity in the area you want right. that has a much bigger market potential mm -hmm. and now people identify you with excellence in that area right that is something that is so powerful that people need to know that and it was intentional for you yes it was very very it wasn't you didn't and it wasn't an something that you fell into oh this is my brand new you said this is no it was I, intentional i love it because you've connected your passion mm -hmm. what you want to do you've you've structured your brand identity in an emerging market mm -hmm. you've connected it to mm -hmm. other people so so powerfully that when somebody comes out with a song their first thought is right Stacy Flowers right right and that is a powerful learning message and, and inside of what you said too I think a lot of entrepreneurs they say well it's what I'm passionate about I shouldn't do anything too intentional because I want it to be organic <laughs> it this is the thing organic now because I'm growing growth is organic right. planting and seed sowing is work mm -hmm. okay growth is organic this growth is organic these people are coming to me, you know, but I planted the seed. That was all work. I watered the seed. I made sure that the sun didn't come or it wasn't too much rain. I I worked, right? The growth is organic. And as an entrepreneur, you have to understand the difference between you being passionate about something and, you know, you having this mentality, oh, if I build it, they will come. If you build it and you work it and you define it and it's clear, they will come. But what precedes organic growth is your work, period. And and just don't don't believe the hype that, like, your natural talent and your passion mm -hmm. and to be intentional about it is to somehow be right. malicious or wrong. I am not wrong for telling people strategically that I package and sell happiness. That is not, I am not wrong for doing that. I am a good person and a servant to my community and to this world for figuring out a way to teach people how to consume me. Instead of showing up being like, well, why didn't you buy? No, you can't just show up. You have right. to teach people how to consume you. You have to teach people, this is how you work with me. 
and it needs to be intentional, especially if it's backed by passion. Because, you know, passion is a willingness to suffer. I'm willing to suffer for this particular brand, this particular message, this particular walk. So I need to I need to figure out how to teach people. You know, That's we excellent. didn't. It, uh, Steve Jobs, I think he said, you know, people didn't know that they needed an iPad and they needed a, a computer. And they, you know, he gave a keynote and I'm butchering it, but he talked about how nobody knew that they needed a personal com computer until he told them. And, and, and in business, you need to do that. As an entrepreneur, by definition, you're right. doing something that hasn't been done. So people don't know that they want what you have unless you teach them how to consume you. And at the end of the day, um, it's about an exchange of value. I, right. I, I, mm -hmm. did a, I did a clip from a video of one of the classes I taught, and I said, the most important thing to ever learn in any business is about people are exchanging value. And so the question is, what value are you giving them, and right. what value do they are they going to return? Right. And is it an equal exchange between the two, mm -hmm. or do they at least perceive it as equal or they're getting greater value? And right. so... By being intentional, what you're saying is that, yes, I am very passionate about this and I love what I do, but my job is to give value and get value in return so right. that we have a, that's the right. where positive relationships right. come in with your audience. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's why it's able to be sustained. You know, there, there is a go. trend in happiness and there will be some happiness people that fall off because they are not actually exchanging value. They're just riding the trend. Mm -hmm. You will be able to tell the difference once the tr trend wears. You'll be standing. able to tell the difference. You know, when there was a fitness craze, everybody was a personal trainer. Now it's reduced to the people who are really passionate about sculpting and helping you to create the body that you want and so on and so forth. So, you know, in that regard, yes, it, there definitely has to be an exchange of value or you won't be able to sustain it because, I mean, you if you know that you're not serving people, you're not, you know, giving them something in exchange yeah. like the body, the mind, you, mm -hmm. it, it doesn't allow you to continue to be able to produce. I, in my and that's opinion. the difference between a, being a hustler and hustling and being a business owner is that. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, let's skip that question on fear because I think we talked about that uh -huh. uh, a little bit before. Give me that, that one Stacy Flowers morning rose flower <laughs> of power. For, and I say morning rose because, uh, and I want you to all... Uh, follow Stacy, and I'll give out all her information when I do the um, intro and outro um, so that you can connect with her in all the ways that, uh, so that you can consume her, as she puts it, in any way that you want to through digital media, contacting her to come speak, all of that other good stuff. But she has something called Morning Roses mm -hmm. that um, you do it on Twitter, LinkedIn, mm -hmm. Facebook. Because I follow her on Google all Plus. Like, <laughs> uh, Google Plus, yeah. which I just started getting into, by the way. And mm -hmm. so I see all of her Morning Roses in all of my different channels. Mm -hmm. So give us your one super powerful <laughs> Stacy Flowers Morning Rose that is the most important thing that you could tell. Uh, a new or a potential entrepreneur? Um, the most important thing I would say is stick to it. Mm. Develop like an attitude of stick to itiveness. Like, stick to it. And because when you start, you're going to have that excitement. You're going to have that fire. It's the brand new idea. Think it just might change the world. But when you start working on it, just like when a, a person who's molding clay, it gets a little messy. Or even, let's not use clay because that's dated. When you're washing your car and it's really dirty. Before it gets clean, it gets so messy. It gets so 
disgusting. It gets all these things because the soap and the dirt mixed together. It's moving. That's what's going to happen in your business. But you got to stick to it. When you start with all that fire and energy, let that be the fuel to keep you going when nobody's listening. Mm. Nobody cares. Nobody believes. Nobody understands. Nobody, you know, stick to it just stick to it the the lows are going to be low but i promise 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 the highs are high like we didn't talk about it but just so you understand some of my lows phones getting cut off like how are you an entrepreneur selling happiness and your phone is cut off you know <laughs> um some of my lows like i mentioned before just couch surfing just talking to my son you know i have a son so figuring out my parenting dynamics and talking to his father and asking for an extension of grace i'm like you know look rodney i'm, I'm not there yet but I, it's coming you know like Mm -hmm. having those hard conversations where you say i know i told you it was going to be done in six months but it's not here you got to be able to stick through that because the excitement and the passion and the great idea feeling will wane and when it does you got to keep going you got to keep going you got to keep going got to keep going so definitely stick to itiveness and sticking to the vision mm. before you start have a vision stick to it Stick to it. I mentioned earlier what prompted all of this was me wanting to be a millionaire. Well, what I know now is that the reason why the million dollars was so important to me is because what I really want to be able to do is send my seven nieces and the one son that I have now and then all the future babies that I plan on having. I plan on funding their college education. Well, as of right now, I have eight children that I plan to send to college. Eight. You might need more than a million and with I, the, today's exactly, education I'm prices. Gonna, I know I'm going to need more than a million, but at the time, mm -hmm. my vision could only give me this piece. But what I know now that I didn't know five years ago, when I, five, five years mm -hmm. ago, when I started this journey, was that that first million is so that this part of my vision can happen. The seven yep. nieces and the one son can make it. So whatever your vision is, whatever your spark, whatever that is, clarify it mm. and stick to it until the end. Stick to it. Because I'm at this space of growth. And so the first million is for them. Everything that comes after that, I mean, you know, that's the beauty of entrepreneurship. <laughs> you, get to do, you get to do some things. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. You know, we'll have to do this again because there, there's like half the stuff that I wanted to get into that <laughs> we didn't get into. But um, I think this is a great... Uh, your, your story is great. You're on point. You're echoing not just the things that people can visibly see when they talk to a lot of entrepreneurs, but what's also in the research and the literature. Um, and people need to hear this. I mean, they need to hear what you have to say because there's tremendous opportunity out there for folks, but it's not the way that the most people that come into business think. Right. And so there's some things that folks have to do to rewire their mind, look at the world different. But there's so much potential and possibility in everybody. And I'm so in line with you, which is why I really wanted you to be my first um, interview. Thank you. Because we are both <laughs> fundamentally trying to accomplish the same things, to help people begin to explore who they really are, find that out, and then figure out a way to manifest it so that they can be truly successful, which I define, like I mentioned to you before, as a combination of being content and being financially secure. Mm -hmm. And I think that's right in line of, with the way you define happiness. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm going to keep, you know, cyber-stalking you to, <laughs> as you continue to make your million and two millions and put books out there and have all your children and be great 
and I will support you always. Miss Stacy Flowers, I appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Thanks again to Stacy Flowers for giving us a wonderful interview. I hope you learned a lot and you take a lot of what she said to heart. Again, I want you to go check out the Happy Conference. Just see what it's about. I think it may be something that you're interested in. Thehappyconference.co. Thehappyconference.co. Go check it out. It's in October. You're going to get some powerful information from some great speakers. Again, keep doing what you do. I love you, and I'm out.